If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Hello. Hi, it's David Brighton calling for Ethan. David, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, and you? I am fantastic, my friend. Just waiting on you. You ready to rock? I am totally ready. <laughs> fantastic. You're always ready, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Try to be. All right. March 31st, David Brighton and his David Bowie experience going to be at the Capitol Theater. Got to tell you, or I got to ask you, David, when did you personally discover Bowie? Well, you know, I think I was in high school when I first heard Bowie's music, and uh, I heard a song called Panic in Detroit, and it was the weirdest song I'd ever heard in my life, so I went and sought it out and went and bought all of his records and then everything that came out, you know, afterwards, and how about you? When did um, you find him? You know, I think it was probably much, I'm a little uh, younger, so it was m- later that I discovered Bowie, obviously we all knew Changes and uh, yeah. Space Oddity, but Modern Love really, like, hooked me into kind of his poppier sound and then I went backwards in time to discover the older stuff that I uh, I hadn't heard yet before yeah I, I went back and did the older stuff too great fantastic yeah so you've been a fan uh, basically since you first heard him well yeah I mean it's it's grown I mean his artistry is, is such that he's covered every genre he's in vintage genres you know um, but yes actually yes so when did the Bowie impression, or when did people even start to say you look and kind of sound like David Bowie? How early was that on in your life? Well, you know, I was a career guitar player before I, I even got into this crazy sub-universe of impersonating people. Uh, and I played guitar as a sideman for some people you've heard of, some you haven't. And it's the same with uh, all the musicians in the Space Oddity band, like... We've got the drummer who played with the Doors when they reformed in the 2000s, and we've got the bass player who played with the Pussycat Dolls, and et cetera, et cetera. And so, um, for me, when you're when you're playing music for a living, sometimes you have feasts, sometimes you have famine. And what happened was I took a job portraying George Harrison with a spinoff of the Beatlemania show, and this was like in, in I was doing this in the late 90s. And we were traveling the world, and I'm playing George Harrison, the costumes and everything, and doing Beatles shows. And after seeing a show called Legends in Concert, uh, that was a Las Vegas-based show where they had an impersonator for anyone you could think of, pretty much, you know, from Michael Jackson to Madonna, et cetera, et cetera, I, I noticed they didn't have a Bowie. And the reason that struck a chord with me is that when I was making records with my own bands that I was in, uh, and when I'd sing, the producers would complain that I sounded too much like Bowie. And when I tried not to sound like Bowie, they'd say, you sound like someone who sounds like Bowie trying not to sound like Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, long story short, uh, after I'd been uh, portraying George Harrison with the Beatlemania-type shows for a couple of years, I thought, well, maybe I should try taking what I've learned as a Beatle and putting together a David Bowie production. And so I called a bunch of my friends, like I said, uh, they're a bunch of incredible musicians in L.A., and and we put this together. And uh, I didn't know if I could look like him or not until I got some costumes and wigs made and and, uh, hired a makeup artist and then found out that there was indeed a resemblance. And uh, I mean, there's more than a resemblance. You could be his twin in the right light and the right, you know, makeup and hair. You look 
dead on. From, it's strange. From certain angles, yeah. And, and, you know, there's been times when they've used photos of me, you know, like Bowie wins a Grammy or something, and they've put a picture of me in there by <laughs> mistake. And, and Bowie's website, um, you know, the guy, the, the gentleman that runs Bowie's own website would, would send me a note saying, hey, David, look at what they're doing. Picture <laughs> 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 of you instead of, instead of the real Bowie. Anyway, and, and by the way, Bowie's people... Uh, from day one, we're very supportive. Like they would advertise us on David Bowie's social media and on his on his website. It was wow, very, very moving. Let's take a little step back because you said earlier that you'd played some people we heard of, and I read that at one point, Quiet Riot's Kevin DeBro asked you to step in after Randy Rhodes left. Were you uh, part of that scene that long ago? And that was that was in the before time, <laughs> before we invented time machines. And so I was able, yeah, I, I actually did. I, I filled in for, I mean, I replaced Randy for a very short period. And Kevin was actually gracious enough to produce demos of my own band at the same time. And because that was really where my focus was. But yes, that's absolutely true. It's funny because if you read some info on um, the the background of Quiet Riot with Randy Rhodes, Randy wasn't even that big of a fan of Kevin as a frontman necessarily because he wanted somebody more Bowie-esque. And then we find out that Kevin ended up replacing Randy with somebody who ended up being Bowie later on in life. Just sort of a small world right there. That is a strange story that I hadn't really thought of. Um, <laughs> you know, but, but Randy was, was very influenced by Bowie and Alice Cooper and all of that. So... That's interesting. I hadn't thought of it. Yeah, I was just uh, reading along, and I thought, wow, that's a... Uh, I also got to interview, uh, interview Tracy Guns and Andre Rellis, who oh. did the Randy Rhodes documentary, so I heard some background stuff from them, too, so... Yeah, that's fascinating. And there's been a couple of great uh, documentaries on Randy. There's at least two. Ron Sobel made a great one. I don't know if you've seen that one, but he was right there, right there. It was like he was Kevin's... Um, roommate back in the old days oh i think i had seen that one it was uh i think i was watching that one looking for the other one and ended up just watching like three or four different whatever i could get my hands on randy Rhodes that was available at the time yeah so let's step back again when you were doing the beatles stuff you actually were in rain which was a huge vegas production right well i filled in with rain i i I wasn't a full member of rain i was what i was i was a member with a group called the fab four and then I went on to another group called Stars of Beatlemania, and I worked with Rain on and off, like I said, as a fill-in, and uh, toured the world for a number of years doing that. And it, again, it's a very strange sub-universe. Anyway, I never expected to become someone else, you know. But, I know. I was I was going to uh, pick your brain a little bit about that because um, it wasn't when I moved out here to Florida. I came from Texas, and there would be a tribute band that would come through every now and then, like ACDC or Metallica. But it just wasn't, you know, a huge thing. Of course, not the biggest city in the world. But out here in Florida, I discovered there are tribute acts, and there are bands that go out and just do tributes of all these other albums. And it just seems like this crazy world where you can go out and be whoever you want and play in any band you want, and it's just a tribute subculture. Yeah, it's it's become a phenomenon, and I think it's really because classical. I mean, uh, rock and roll is the classical music of today, and rock and roll was also a marriage of sights and sounds, and the visual was as important as the music. I mean, when you're, I mean, if you look at the beginnings of like Elvis and the Beatles and everything that came afterward. The, what you saw on stage was half of the appeal. So that's why, at least 
what we do is we try to bring that to the audience as well. You know, we spend an insane amount of money <laughs> replicating costumes and everything, and we should have our heads examined, of course. Well, I mean, we all should, but then again, you also get to make a career and a living traveling around and playing awesome music and being on stage in front of crowds, so uh, that still makes sense. <laughs> well, we, we do get to play awesome music, and um, we're very thankful for that. So how long had you been doing uh, the Bowie tribute when they called and said, we want you to do this commercial with David Bowie? That's a great question. Thank you for asking that one. I think I'd uh, probably been doing it about two or three years, and they were aware of me. And they flew me to New York and put me in all sorts of costumes. And uh, it's a Vitell mineral water commercial, and they also used... Uh, the same footage for the commercial for the reality, Bowie's reality CD. And they had me work with David for about a week because um, he didn't want to dress up like Ziggy Stardust and the, and the Thin White Duke and all his previous incarnations. So they had me do that. And they had me walking, you know, they had David Bowie walking through this house in Greenwich Village, you know, going into every room and seeing different incarnations of himself and, and, and making faces. <laughs> Even you as the, the half-man, half-dog in the hallway there. Yeah, that was, that'd was be crazy. That's the craziest, it's the craziest thing. So, yeah, and he was just the perfect English gentleman to work with. Uh, it was very surreal working with him, and um, <laughs> I was called Little David, and he was called Big David <laughs> on the set. You know, since we're both Davids, it was... Uh, Again, very, very surreal. Uh, but again, he was um, remarkably talented in ways that no one knew. He was pulling performance tricks out of his sleeve that that he's not famous for. And uh, I remember looking at the director, you know, and Bowie's making jokes off camera, and the director says, there's a reason he's a superstar. <laughs> um, it was amazing. Some people just have it, don't they? Uh, he's re he really had developed his skills, absolutely, absolutely. So let's move on to your personal show that you're bringing here to town. Is yours a chronological follow-along with Bowie's career, or do you mix it up? We, um, well, we go through many of his phases, as many of the iconic phases that we can in a two-hour show. And sometimes we'll do it in chronological order, and sometimes we'll skip around a bit, depending on how much like Quentin Tarantino we're feeling that night. <laughs> in other words, um, sometimes we'll start in the middle and then do flashbacks. Uh, it's you know to keep things fresh and alive and fun. Now, um, sort of a two-parter here. Do you have a personal favorite Bowie song or a favorite that you like to perform? Gosh, there's so many. How about you? Do you have a favorite? I think my, you know, like Modern Love and Sound and Vision. Sound and Vision wasn't that big of a hit, but it was one of those that just I really felt this groove in them. So that's one of my personal favorites Yeah. Uh, from him, which I, I would love to sing along to on stage one of these days, personally. We'll get you on stage. You got <laughs> it. Uh, I love doing lots of them. I mean, Space Oddity, Under Pressure, uh, I could name about 20 of them that that I love and a hundred of them that uh, that we don't even have time to play because uh, he was such a great great writer and of course the musicians he worked with were so incomparable but um that's that's the shortest answer I can give you <laughs> that's the best answer because I always kind of am like why why are you asking me if I have a favorite can't I just like them all the same well yes you can and you should <laughs> I have certain errors I mean I do pref I do personally 
uh, tend toward the rock era, which is what I'll call the 70s era. Uh, and as I love all of it, but that's maybe my favorite, being a rock guitar player myself, you know? But, right. Um, all right, I had an idea um, before we go, because I know you got to talk to my buddy Mo down the hall, but I had an idea that I thought might help you out a little bit if you ever get the chance. I think you need okay, to wait, wait until the Stones are on tour. You need to go dress up in the Dancing in the Street David Bowie costume with the big <laughs> trench coat and baggy pants and just stand front row of the Stones and see if you can freak out Mick Jagger. <laughs> Get him to invite me on stage. Exactly, because they, they haven't done that song live on stage in a long time. He'll be like, Bowie's back. Get up here, mate. we got to dance in the street, man. That is a brilliant idea. Okay, I, that's a brilliant idea. Thank you. <laughs> you got it, my friend. It's all yours. Uh, can't wait to see you on the 31st at the Capitol Theater, David Brighton, with the David Bowie, the quintessential David Bowie experience. Thank you for taking the time today, my friend. Thank you so much. You have a great day. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.